0: For the week of October 4th, 2021, this is Star Wars TV Talk, where we dive deep into every Star Wars TV and Disney Plus streaming series, as well as all the latest news coming out of Lucas. Today, we are going to discuss the new anime Star Wars series, Star Wars Visions. But before we do that, john is taking an extended trip in the woods and will be gone for an extended time he will be uh he will be joining myself and our new co-host later in the fall so it is my pleasure to introduce to you all our new co-host dave how are you doing
1: not bad zach yourself
0: I am doing all right. So for those that have been following star Wars TV talk for a while, they have gotten familiar with John and his passions as a star Wars fan. So why don't you go ahead and take a few minutes to tell us why you love star Wars and a little
1: about yourself. Okay. No problem. Well, the first thing you should know is Zach is now surrounded by Canadian co-hosts. I am also from Canada. I'm not exactly sure where John is here in, uh, in Canada, but I'm in Ontario close to the Detroit border. Um, And it's it's been interesting the last little bit, that's for sure. But it's been interesting everywhere. As far as Star Wars goes, um, I was thinking about that uh, leading up to the episode, and um, I came to realize that I didn't actually see the the first Star Wars until probably, oh, my high school years, because the franchise is actually one year older than me. I was born in 78. (laughs) so. A, a little, uh, little young to see him in the theater. That's for when they first came out. That's for sure. But it was during a high school thing, and I was already a Star Trek fan due to my dad's inexplicable uh, love for that show. And uh, I took my own route there. But Star Wars also appealed to me, so I'm one of these weird people that like both.
0: Hey, and I
1: also love both, so we're excellent. On the same page. We're weird together. <laughs> But I'm also not necessarily an, an uber nerd where it comes right down to it. I don't always pay attention to what's going on on the Internet or for um, memes and, and info and whatnot. So I'm, I'm your basic every guy who likes the likes the flan- franchise. Love it, but don't idolize it, I guess, is a good way to put it. So I'm, thinking, I'm hoping that flavor brings something uh, something to the show that everybody can enjoy as well.
0: Well, we hope so as well, because it is super exciting to be a Star Wars fan. And there's such a diverse fan base, right? Like there's so many things and so many avenues that people have um, that there's just uh, so much material. And we're going to get into that. But we do have another special announcement on another area that people
1: can find us. Yes. Yes. There's been I've been working on some things since uh, Zach and I started talking a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things I've noticed that other shows do and whatnot, whether they have it tied to their Patreon or to just some other uh, aspect of their show, is a Discord server. Now, over the last week, I've gone ahead and set one up. So we do have the Star Wars TV Talk Discord available for anybody. There's no tiering in regards to Patreon or signing up to a YouTube channel or giving us any kind of donations. It's all there for you to access immediately. There will be a... link that in the description that doesn't expire over time but does overuse so, so this link will last for about 50 people to see just to see what we're looking at for volume if we overrun it i can always make a new one so that's not going to be a problem so if the link goes dead just email us let us know somehow and i can make another one that won't be a problem so join up you'll have access direct access to me and zach and john when he gets back if he wants to join up and you can, you can talk, there's a bunch of things on there, different channels, suggestions, questions. Go check it out. See what you, see. you might find something you enjoy to do there.
0: Absolutely. We're super excited about that. And the last bit of housekeeping before we dive into this new TV series is we will be releasing our episodes every other week. So hopefully by every other Tuesday, you have a brand new uh, Star Wars TV talk right up there for you in the morning, wherever you live, um, and we will be doing that until we get a more consistent series that we'll be releasing on a weekly basis. Then we'll be with, then we'll be with the basic classic after show type of podcast. Well, Dave, are you ready to get into this episode?
1: Absolutely.
0: All right, so Star Wars Visions. Now, to start there, um, I have to explain a little bit of background. Um, I'm not much of an anime guy, so there's not a whole lot of anime that I grew up watching other than, you know, like Dragon Ball Z, but that's about as deep as I got into it. Um, I had a lot of friends who made fun of me for not getting into anime, so that's a bit of a problem I can see. Um, But with that being said, I did greatly enjoy that first episode of star wars visions which was the duel i mean there was something just crazy about it that maybe it was just the inspirations from kind of like the ronin classic samurai story thing that appealed to me or if it was simply the animation was insanely good and that fight scene that fight scene was incredible. I mean, that's like top tier Star Wars fight scene. Um, so I do have to lead with that because I don't like being super negative. Um, but I understand why they went that route, kind of calling back to the classic samurai and Western vibes that inspired Star Wars altogether. Um, yeah, absolutely. But other than that, do you have anything else to add to this episode?
1: Uh, let's see. Well, you did mention the Ronin thing, and that was my first first real thing I noticed uh, about the duel is it, it was a definite variation on the on the Ronin theme uh, from uh, the late periods uh, for the uh, Muromaki or the Tokunawa, uh periods. Two separate periods where Ronin were Roman Japan. And in, in case you don't know, Ronin is simply the Japanese term for a samurai who doesn't have a master. So that that's why it fits this particular episode because we're dealing with a Sith here, who no longer is within the the, the cabal. He doesn't have a have a master. He's an a, an apprentice. He's not even an apprentice. He's just a guy who's in the dark side who wanders around and from the look of the episode, takes out other dark side users. And uh, it was it was you mentioned the fight scene already. That was very well done. There was a lot of good stuff in there. It's just hard to explain. That, that's a definite, you want to go see it in order to understand it because the action was just so flawless. It, it's hard to express in words.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it and just every little thing about it, the fact that you have this Sith kind of going into the village and you have this, uh, like you said, this masterless Jedi who's kind of there and we don't know a whole lot about him. There's kind of a mystery there. And he comes to the rescue for this village, which is being destroyed by, of course, the Empire and um, uh, this Sith. And, you know, really cool lightsaber. It That, that was very much like the anime vibe that was kind of mm-hmm. like, it was cool. And I understand why they did it, but it was a little too much of a crazy lightsaber. But it looked cool on screen. And then, um, you know, moving on from that, I really did enjoy just that that level of mystery that felt very much like a classic samurai um you know movie but all right so another episode that i enjoyed was this twin storyline um and there were points where it got a little too um like crazy anime story and kind of vibes like when she put that power core into her lightsaber and it made it into this crazy um, weapon of mass destruction that was a little too much for me but the overall story was something that i think any star wars fan
1: can at least respect no absolutely there is a there's a lot of the respect going on from the writers and the staff on this particular episode they call back to the twins luke and leia they they're they're doing one on one side one family member on one side one or the other just like uh Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker in uh, the original t- trilogy. There's there's a lot going on here. There is a bunch of callbacks, and this, like you said, the story is is a decent story. But I have to agree, the animation on this one got a little too far into Dragon Ball territory, where uh, you know everyone's getting power levels and they're and they're leveling up, and yeah, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad choice, I guess, for the style that the the uh, animator chose for this particular story, but It took away just a little tiny bit from the enjoyment factor.
0: Yeah, and that was kind of where I get stuck up on a lot of those issues um, with anime. But, you know, there are a whole lot of people that enjoy that type of stuff. So I bet they really did um, get into this episode. Uh, Yeah, and it was like another one with like the whole, uh, you know, tattooing Rhapsody episode. That was just I got like five minutes into that and I just I couldn't. It was it was a little. A little too far fetched for me. Um, I did respect seeing some Boba Fett in there, uh, but the last two episodes that I did really, um, and I greatly enjoyed this, was the Village Bride. The soundtrack on that thing just seemed like a whole new level. It it looked cool. It sounded cool. Um, the all everything about the animation was awesome. Um, and then the elder, the elder was another one with that oh, like, yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy storyline, and that that duel where it was, you know, very much. Um, it felt menacing. It was one of those kind of darker anime styles, similar to the duel in sense of like reminding you maybe this isn't one that you can turn on with your you know, your young child and sit down and watch because there's some you oh, know, yeah. graphic things going on and it, and it was something that was cool. And I liked the take that like, what if, you know, cause we've seen people like Obi-Wan become one with the force and just, you know, dissolve and go in and become one. But then it was like the kind of take, like, what if we saw a Sith do it? And yeah the of that turning into ash was a really nice touch.
1: A very nice touch. Up until this point, I don't think uh, we've. I think you mentioned it just when you were talking there that we have never seen a Sith do that. They've all either just, you know, got cut in half and fallen down uh, down shafts or thrown down shafts. Lot, lots of falling from high places. Um, in the last uh, last set of movies, uh, Palps got uh, he got himself stabbed through a few times and mm-hmm. and just dis- he. I think he he did disintegrate, but not this way. He was just taken out by the for- by redirecting of some of the Force lightning, but. This was a first, and it does make you think. Is there an aspect of the dark side that can bring people back as force ghosts, just like the light side? Yeah, and that's something that
0: maybe we'll get to see more of um, in the you know the coming series, and of course you know the the different movies that are coming out, and I'm sure you know you just signed over a, a nice little deal to Taiko Waititi, so I'm sure he will get really oh, yeah. creative where he has liberty. So I'm sure we'll see a lot of awesome stuff from that avenue. But it, yeah, it's just cool to see like kind of the approach of bringing back star Wars legends in a sense where Mm -hmm. we can get that. And it's very similar to like the Marvel. What if, which is which Disney plus is also doing where it's like, you can sit down and watch these things and not have to like get into, well, that's not Canon because you know, of course it's not. And you know, this is just a fun thing that we can enjoy because we haven't explored these aspects of the force. So I, you know, that stuff is just really um, awesome to me. But um, other than that, you have some pretty awesome thoughts on some other episodes, so I'll go ahead and let you dive into those. Okay.
1: So yeah, we both uh, we both had the duel down, so that worked out nice. Um, I'm going to skip uh, the one in the notes there and leave it the the second one, leave it till last because it was the last episode of the series, so I'll just do that at the end. But then there's T zero B one the the droid episode. Now, that one is a one that I was not a fan of the animation on. It was too cutesy, too trying to be Astro Boy, I think, just because, you know, Robot wants to be a real boy, someday become a Jedi. I, I get it. It's a cool story, but going with the cutesy animation, I think, took away from this story a little bit. There was a nice message to it, but uh, I think basically, you could be whatever you want to be, but uh, the animation just, it didn't, for me, didn't work because... So as, as I think of an Astro, when I think of the Astro Boy movie that came out not that long ago, my kids love. I remember the original animation when it was on; and it looked a lot like this, and that, so it pulled me out of the world for a few minutes. But the one thing that I really did like about this was if you look at the drawings and stuff that Toby's been doing on the walls and whatnot, the one that really caught my attention was. There, there, there was one of uh, obvious Jedi, because it was in, in, in a light color, and a dark character with four arms holding swords. So, okay, so here's a call to Obi-Wan taking on um, General Sidious in, uh, not Sidious, Grievous. That's him. It's Darth Sidious is the other one. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. The, the Just before uh, everything goes down with Order 66, there was a nice call to that in the drawings. and. There are a few other things in those animations for the memories and whatnot uh, coming, pulling from other shows that I really liked, that those ser- those sequences were done well. And if you pay attention to what's going on in the background on the walls, you can, you can get quite a lot.
0: Yeah, that was one, again, like, as soon as it started, it was just kind of, maybe it's my mentality, I just need to be prepared that something, like, there's going to be an animation on one of these episodes that just kind of throws me for a loop, but that was one, it didn't feel like Star Wars to me, it's obviously calling back, I think you hit it um, right on the nose, where I think they're calling back to classic animation styles, and I think... That that's why we got this, and and it is cool that we do get these different artists that are contributing to Star Wars, um, and kind of bringing yeah. their own special touch to it. So that is the nice portion of it, and I'm sure that was the decision making behind it. Um, but once again, you know, don't get too caught up on yeah. Exactly. Well, this isn't this isn't for me. This isn't canon. This is stupid. And it's like, well, not everything was meant for you. We don't live in a in a bubble that's surrounded by just you. I mean, this is something where um, I can see why people enjoy it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And especially if you're a fan, a fan of the, of the old, older, about mid eighties anime, that would be a really good episode for you to watch for sure. Cause it was well done. It was well executed. Just not for me. Uh, let's see. Then the next one that I had down things for was the episode, uh, Lop and Ocho where a, uh, town under the rule of the Empire, uh, one of their main, I think he was a, if I remember right, a manufacturer or whatnot, he uh, and his daughter uh, adopted a, a runaway slave and took the, took their slave collar off, adopted her, made her part of the family. Um, I, I kind of enjoyed the uh, rabbit uh, person uh, aspect to her because a lop is a type of rabbit, so it kind of made the name uh, fitting. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, so they grow up. They were raised as sisters. They go separate ways. One down towards the empire, and the adopted daughter um, taking on the role of the main main heir of the family because she sympathizes with her father's feelings on how the empire is treating people and whatnot. And it was it was really great to see somebody choosing somebody who were who he wasn't sure of at first, and fully adopting her, apologizing for any particular. Um, you know mistreatment or you know unfair treatment to his biological daughter and passing on the family heirloom which is a lightsaber to uh, to this adopted daughter which leads to a whole another cool fight scene in this in this particular episode um it was it was really cool and that whole thing you know, that that uh, ceremony is very reminiscent about how samurai passed down their armor from generation to generation so that's Pulled right from uh, again from the samurai aspect, which is another great great thing because we all know that was one of Lucas's big inspirations—the samurai movies, along with the westerns and whatnot. So it's great in keeping with the how the franchise was founded.
0: Yeah, and that's something that this new era of star wars projects has done a really great job i mean the mandalorian in itself has been just callbacks to all these different inspirations and in many ways so many episodes have been i think you know the intention was like let's write a like love letter to the inspiration of star wars and let's let's focus on that and let's get back to that um you know the whether or not you you greatly enjoyed the sequel trilogy um i think disney has looked at it and said okay maybe we should go back to you know our roots and go back to those things um and i think that that's been um a positive all around even though i did greatly enjoy those sequels i think that disney has really acknowledged that and we can see it from of course season um of the mandalorian where it was just Mm -hmm. this this full-blown almost like let's just Look what you can do with this, um, you know, this vast galaxy that's before us. And I think that has been um, a really cool thing to experience um, and a really cool thing to really uh, um, get invested into and get excited about. Because if visions tells you anything, it tells you that Star Wars isn't just for one group of people the fan base is extremely diverse in personality and ethnic group and all different ways that you could be diverse in star Wars is that. And I think that that's a, that's a cool place to live in.
1: Absolutely. It is. Which brings us now to the final episode that I had down, which was the ninth Jedi, which is also the last episode of this series. Um, it's about a, basically a uh, Jedi bladesmith or at the very least somebody who learned the arts of smithing the lightsabers and has made up a bunch for for the main uh, main guy I can't remember his his character name unfortunately but basically he's the last jedi in the air area and he's trying to get other padawans and and uh, jedi that have been Separated for a while since Order 66 and whatnot to come in and reform the Jedi. But the twist here is we find out that they're not Jedi at all. They're all Sith, save for two people. The Smith's daughter and the one character that we see actually take a, a lightsaber that was already there as to a, as a say, hey, yeah, here's the proof that these are coming. Um, but... The father he gets taken by the by the Sith because they've been betrayed, which is a perfect perfect Star Wars storyline. Betrayal happens, and there goes there goes somebody. Now we have a rescue, but we also have the daughter Kara, I think was her name, going off trying to get the the lightsabers to now the what she thinks are the last Jedi in the area. All the while using a lightsaber herself. Now what I liked about this particular episode is it gives us a little bit of. Uh, lore on on lightsabers because the one that shikara was using during this it didn't really have have a color or a a set length to it or anything like that that was partially uh, due to the fact that that particular lightsaber had the adjustment tech in it that we've heard about before through rebels and whatnot and but the thing we were given here is that the kyber crystal doesn't necessarily have a glow until it gets used to um, its user. So that's something I hadn't heard before. So it's another thing that hey, maybe this is something we might be hearing more about down the line. And as she goes in and gets into to, to the saber, it starts getting solider and solider and greener and greener until she's basically done the last last time she ignites it's a full-on green jedi lightsaber and that that whole thing there just watching that was what was i thought the cool part of this episode
0: yeah yeah and you're right that is that's super cool and i'm super into those those different lores in star wars like that kind of mystical what is a kyber crystal and we haven't seen it a whole lot in any live action um you know star wars thing and it reminded me of the Ahsoka novel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and in that, we learned that Ahsoka, whether or not Canon is going to, you know, change this or not on the big screen with their series, but we learned in the novel that she gets her white lightsabers from an Inquisitor where she defeats the Inquisitor, and then she realizes that the kyber crystal that has been calling out to her across the universe is actually the Inquisitor's kyber crystal. And when she takes it out and she injects it into her new, um, uh, you know, lightsaber, it it becomes white. And so this is kind of getting into, like, the bleeding of the kyber crystal, which we have heard, but we haven't officially, like, seen on big screen canon and we know that you know uh star wars likes to say things like yes there is canon but it's kind of unofficial until you see it on a screen and live action um so that's one where again we have all these different things that i think they're gonna come into and if again if you give creators like taika and hopefully ryan johnson again the liberty to do and dive into some of those things i think we'll get some really cool um Things on the big screen, um, and if not, we'll get them. Whether that's in a future Jedi series or something like the the acolyte that that will bring into like the bleeding of the lightsabers, but that's something that has been mm-hmm. teased to fans for decades, oh, yeah. and we haven't actually seen yet. Um, and so to see that in this episode, that was fun, and it did remind me of like it, it's like a whole page narrative of Ahsoka with turning her kyber yeah. crystals white. Where it's like, okay, I think that we're going to get something like that um, in the future. Um, And, you know, this once again shows that anything is possible when Disney owns Mm -hmm. Lucasfilm. Well, Dave, do you have any closing thoughts on Star Wars Visions?
1: Well, overall, I think it was very well done. As, aside from the, the aspects that, that, of course, didn't appeal to me, but like, like we've been saying through this whole thing, it doesn't have to appeal to me all the way through. It's like that with... Like, we'll even go to the, the prequel, uh, prequel trilogy, the uh, the actual sequels to the original, the ones that have mostly been out, the, that have caused so much division in the fan base. Um, I have no problem either with the the... The sequel trilogies that they they just did the, with Ray and all that, sure it would have been nice to be a little bit more consistent. But overall, if you take the series on a whole, it's still fairly well done, um, and it's a good watch. And that's the same with this. It's very well done, and it's it's a good watch. You just you get by the stuff you want, you don't like, and if you go back and rewatch, you just skip those. So that's, that's my, my take it's overall well done. And it's, it's a, it's a good, uh, a good place to, to start. If you're, if you're not wanting to get digging into something like the Mandalorian or the upcoming book of Boba Fett, that's uh, probably more geared toward people like you and me. This is a good place for somebody who's just into the franchise and just figuring everything out to, to, to get some extra lore. That's in nice manageable bites.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better. Um, so our listeners, they, uh, they can join us again on October, the week of October 18th. but if they want to keep up with us throughout the next two weeks, uh, they can follow us on Twitter at Star Wars TV Talk and by emailing us at hello at starwarstvtalk.com. Um, you can find the rest of our shows online on our website at StarWarsTVTalk.com and by searching for Star Wars TV Talk wherever you get your podcasts. And please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a nice five-star review. You can find our network of TV Talk podcasts at TVTalk.fm. Thank you so much for listening, and may the Force Always. be with you.